heart and that teacher left her wisdom in the minds of lots of children did her best to give them all a better start and that preacher whispered can't you see the promised land as he laid his bloodstained bible in that hooker's hand and there are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway why there's not four of them heaven only knows it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you it's what you leave behind you when you go that's the story that our preacher told last Sunday. like to welcome everybody this morning. We, uh, as always, we appreciate another opportunity to be in the Lord's house, and we appreciate our children singing for us this morning. And uh, we just, uh, I think the snow is beautiful outside, and the Lord has blessed us with another day. And uh, I just, uh, we can never thank Him enough for all He's done for us. Uh, naturally, He's done so much for me. I can't even, you know, I couldn't even list it all. But He saved my soul, and that's what really matters. And uh, I appreciate that more than anything, and I don't, I don't even appreciate that like I should most of the time. But uh, when we can get ourselves out of the way and just thank Him, 
Uh, we know we know what we got. We know where we're going. We're thankful for that this morning. And uh, let's just uh, everybody get in their place and do everything the Lord asks us this morning. And uh, we can have the service that He wants for us. And uh, my brother Mike Nichols dismissed Sunday school. morning. Um, I desire your prayers. I was just telling, just telling mom back there, I'm a complete opposite of what I was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you couldn't have hardly got me up in front of people to, to read a line out of something. It scared me to death to be up in front of people. And as I've got older, I've got to where I can get up in front of a whole stadium full of people and act a fool. Don't bother me a bit. But to get up here, uh, this is serious business. And if it didn't scare me to death, I wouldn't do it. But we desire your prayers. We uh, got a real good lesson. Uh, just studying it has been a big help to me this week. <clears throat> so hopefully God will let us bring something out in it and uh, be a help to everybody else but it's in Hebrews chapter 11 it kind of bounces around it goes verse 1 through 4 and then 7 and 8 17 and 18 and on up through there <coughs> but uh, starting out in the first verse it said now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And, and I, I looked up the word faith. And uh, one, of the, one of the two definitions that I found was said it was a strong belief in God. Uh, which makes sense. Uh, for us, anyhow. Uh, but I liked the other one. The other uh, definition that came up it said complete trust or confidence in someone or something 
If I didn't have complete trust, I wouldn't be saved. That's what got me saved was, was having complete trust that God had what I needed. That's, that's the, that's the, to me, that's completely the meaning of faith right there. Uh, verse 2 says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Uh, a good report. I started thinking about that a little bit. And uh, in, the, in the commentary in this book we use, uh, the guy said that a good report was uh, being witnessed doing something for God or, or something good, uh, something faithful. Uh, me personally, I think, uh, I think a good definition for that good report would be a spiritual witness. Uh, if I talk to somebody, I might, I might run into somebody somewhere and start up a conversation and uh, after a few minutes be talking about the Lord and feel the Spirit move. And that's a good report. I know that person knows what I know. Uh, but <clears throat> you talk about a good report and we've got We've got a bunch of people sitting right here in this room, I believe, could be counted in that number as having a good report. We've got a, a big number of people that I can look back on from this church and say they left a good report. Uh, they was a big help to me and still are. Some of them been gone half of my life, and I can still look back and remember what they mean to me and get a blessing out of it. It says, verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And when I first read that, I thought, my first thought was, boy, that don't make no sense at all. No. It says, things that are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now you take a <clears throat> you take a house out here somewhere. Mike Nichols builds them all the time, and he uses tools and you know machinery and and all that stuff to make that house. But that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about the world and and everything in it was made by God. There's a place. I don't know where exactly it's at, but there's a place in the Bible that says there is nothing made, somehow it says nothing that was made that was not made by God. Uh, God has made everything. The things that we look at, uh, like I referenced the tools and the, and the machinery that we use, isn't necessarily what was used to make something because God gave us those along with everything else that was made. Uh, anything that we've got the capability to do, God gave us that capability. <clears throat> Moving on down to verse 4, it says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain.
tried to do a little bit of reading on that, and I've always kind of wondered in my head uh, why God favored Abel's sacrifice over Cain's. Uh, the simple, the most simple explanation for me was that Abel, Abel offered up the best that he had. He offered up the best lamb that he had. Uh, and Cain just brought in the extra. Uh, it's easy, I guess, I guess I can say it this way. It'd be easy to come to church uh, on Sunday morning just because I don't have anything better to do. And, it, and like I said when I got up here, it'd be easy for me to get up in front of people and sing songs and, and talk about whatever I wanted to talk about and, and put on a show. But that's not what God wants us here for. What we need to do for God is to give our best. And that... That kind of goes back to the verse before that about things that, that are seen, not made of things which do appear. Because anything that I do for God has to be given to me by God for me to be able to do it. I can't even, I can't even serve God unless he gives it to me to do. So the best we can do is, is get this guy out of the way and do what God gives us to do. Otherwise, we're just making noise. Anybody got any comments or anything? Uh, 
that's an element you find across the human race. Right. Um, you know, he, he'd like to blame his brother and blame God for all his problems. Sin was his problem. Yeah. Yep, I, I go along with that 100%. I think there's a lot of people in the world today that looks at the church and gets mad because we shine the light on the, on what they're trying to hide. Uh, Bible says that sinners love darkness because they want to hide their actions. But the light of the world, uh, the light of God shines out through the world and, and shines a light on all that sin and shows them that they're in, a, in the wrong place, that they're not right. Verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. That's one of the, to me, that's one of the biggest stories of faith in the Bible. Uh, because Noah, and I wrote it down here, Noah was 600 years old when he started building the ark. 600 years on the earth and it had never rained a drop out of the sky the Bible says that in the evening the mist would come up out of the ground and water the, water the earth but it had never in his 600 years never rained a drop out of the sky that I'm aware of and God come along and said Noah I'm going to make it rain and it's going to flood the entire earth. And Noah believed what God said and took that as fact. Uh, his faith was strong enough that he started building. And I, I'm not sure how many years it took him, but I know it took him a long time to build that ark. And the whole time he was building that ark, I believe people was coming by and making fun of him. And, and I believe those people that was making fun of him, I believe he preached to them and told them that the end is coming. God's done told me he's going to send a flood and destroy everything from the face of the earth. And if you just come, come with me, help me build this thing, you can get on it and be saved. And, of course, we all know the story. When it come time to close the door, Noah and his family was the only ones that got on it. Nobody else believed it. I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, if somebody come to me and said, hey, uh, God told me fire is going to fall from the sky until the whole earth is consumed with it. If I wasn't saved and didn't know that that was going to happen, I'd probably think they was crazy. But the fact is, the Bible tells us that one of these days, he's going to split the eastern sky and take us all home. And after that, the fire and brimstone are going to fall from the sky and burn the earth up. But people don't believe it anymore. People look at the Bible nowadays and think it's a some kind of fairy tale or something. Uh, but I thought, I'm just studying this lesson, the whole lesson, I mean, it, the title of it's Faith and Righteousness. And thinking on the on the line of faith, I guess partly because of trying to walk as close as I can 
and partly because I'm getting older and I see things a little bit from a different perspective. Uh, I've started here last few years coming to the conclusion that there is absolutely nothing in this world that matters except being saved and, and telling our people about God. Uh, there could jobs come and go, uh, houses come and go, cars come and go. Everything we've got is just here for a little while. We are just here for a little while. Uh, the only thing in this life that matters is letting our people know what we stand for. Uh, and that's, to me, that's where my faith steps in. Because if I can have faith that, that when this world's over, I've got a better place to go to. And if I put that all into perspective, nothing in this world holds a candle to that. Uh, I just get this, this, get this flesh out of the way and everything's okay, no matter how bad life is. Uh, we've all heard stories of people being on their deathbed, can't hardly breathe or whatever, and talking about how good God is, how good God's been to them. That's faith. That's what, that's what we need to strive for, is when the world has us down and, and it looks like there's no place left to turn, God's still there, and God's still got everything in his control. And even if it's our time to die, we've got a better place to go. What, what, can, what can this world do that can hurt us? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream one time a while back. It, it wasn't too terribly long ago. Uh, I was dreaming, and, and uh, there was a bunch of bunch of people come in and took a bunch of hostages and and shoving people around and, and knocking us down on the ground, telling us to get on our knees. And they had all the guns pointed at us and everything, and and they and they had me down on my knees. And they said, they said, "You're a Christian." I said, "Yes, I am." And they said, "You'll die." And I looked up at the sky and I prayed, God, if I have to die, let it be in a way that somebody here will see the truth, that you are the true and living God. And this fella come up and pulled a sword out and swung it at my head, and I thought, I, there goes my head. And it, that sword hit my neck and broke. And I woke up, sweat pouring off of me. And I thought, man, wouldn't that be something? But... That's, that's what God can do. If God wanted that to happen, that's what would happen. Uh, I've never heard of it really happening, but it could. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that's not in this lesson, but one thing I, I thought about, about faith. Elisha went down there to the uh, prophets of Baal, and he said, you set up your altar and I'll set up mine and we'll see who whose God burns it up and he went in there and he built his altar up and he cut the meat up and he put the wood on there put the meat on there and he dug a trench all the way around it and then he told him to go get me some barrels of water 
and he wet that whole thing down, I believe there wasn't a dry spot on it. But he had faith that his prayer would be answered. And when he prayed that God send the fire down and, and burn up this sacrifice, God sent it down there and burned it up. Lip said, the Bible said it licked up every drop of water out of that trench. Now that's faith. But then at the same time, it wasn't, I don't know how long it was, maybe a couple days, that same guy was hiding in a mountain somewhere saying, God, you might as well just take me home because I'm the only one left and I can't do this. And he's right. He, can't, he couldn't do it. God can't. I, I can't do anything to help anybody. But if I trust in God and I do what God tells me to do, that's where the help is. That's where, that's where it'll help me, it'll help you, it'll help somebody else along the way. Anybody else got anything? Anybody else got anything? Go on to verse 8. <clears throat> it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether whither he went. Uh, that's tough right there. I don't know how old Abraham was when God told him to leave his his father and go on out into that strange land but I know he was old enough that he was married and, and took his nephew with him who was grown uh, but I just I cannot imagine God coming to me and saying I need you to leave your home and everything you know and go over into a strange country and live there and I'll give it to you well, that'd be tough. But Abraham, having the faith that he had in God, he packed up his stuff and away he went. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it took him a few days to 
think about it or if he just jumped up and went right away. The Bible don't say, but it, he went. And you get... Yeah, jump down to verse 17 now, and it says, by faith, Ab by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And we all know that story. God told him to sacrifice his son, but before that, God had told him that his seed would be as numerous as the stars in the sky through that sun. So uh, I was reading a little bit on that, on that subject, too, and they said that uh, as far as the Bible goes, uh, there isn't any mention in the Bible anywhere before that time of anybody being raised from the dead. There may have been, but there isn't any isn't any record of it so when Isaac or when Abraham took Isaac up there and was going to sacrifice him the Bible says that Abraham thought God's got the, the power to bring him back from the dead if that's what he wants to do then so be it and I mean that to me sounds like extreme faith because nobody had ever done that nobody had ever heard of anybody being raised from the dead before but, but Abraham had that faith that God was able to. So he went ahead and, and followed what God told him. Find the land, go yonder and, and worship and return. Yeah. 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 He said, we're coming back. Yeah. Yeah, he knew it. Uh, and, <clears throat> and the reason he knew it was based on what God promised him in the first place. He had faith in that promise the same way we have faith in our promise. God, God gave us a promise that if we followed after him and we got saved and we, and we did what he wanted us to, that we'd have a better home on the other side one of these days. Uh, I can't prove that. 
I just thought of this. I cannot prove that there even is a heaven. Uh, I was sitting in a, in a meeting one time at work years ago, and there was about I don't know, 12 or 13 of us in this room around a square set of tables, and we had a break in the, in the meeting that was going on, and the instructor left the room for a while, and we were all just left to talk amongst ourselves. And, and uh, I don't know how the conversation turned, but it got on religion. And there was a, a little bit of an argument going on next to me about people saying they know something when they don't know anything they just go by faith and faith is not knowing it's just believing in something that, that may or may not be true and I said I just God put it on my heart and I just spoke up and I said well I can tell you I know and this guy that was doing all the talking he said he said now see he said you're just like my father-in-law you want to say you know but you can't prove anything you don't know anything I said, well, what I do know is there was a day back when I was 11 years old that God called my name and I went to an altar and prayed and God saved my soul and I had an experience that I can't even tell you about. But I ain't never forgot it to this day. I said, it's just as real to me today as it was as an 11-year-old boy. And that's how I know what I know. And the whole room just went quiet. I mean, just dead quiet. And I didn't have nothing else to say. God, that's all God gave me. So I got up and left the room. I don't know what they said about me after that, but I don't care. I did what God said, and, and it felt real good to say it. But like I said, I can't, I can't take somebody that don't believe and show them heaven. I can't even show them God in a physical sense. All I can do is follow after God, and, and God has promised that if I follow after him... And what I do is has his spirit in it, people will see that. The power of God's spirit will be seen through our following it. And that's all that's all I can do. And that's all by faith. I can look back and, and think about some of the old guys that that used to sit on the front bench over on Albert Street. And just about every one of them, I could tell you some kind of goofy story that they did messing with me when I was a kid. Vic, old Vic Jordan used to get me and Dale up in the choir and tell us he'd give us a quarter if we could kiss our own elbow, and we'd be up there just <laughs> pulling on that arm. 
never could do it. <clears throat> and that, that, that's a silly story I remember about Vic. But you know what I remember more about him? Was every time we come to church, he sat right there in the choir. And then he went over there and sat on the side and never missed a service. <clears throat> and when he got up and talked, you could feel God move. That's what I remember the most about him. And I could say that about a bunch of them guys. Uh, that's a good report. Uh, anybody else got anything? Yeah, and the Bible says God gave us a measure of faith, gave each of us a measure of faith, just what we needed. There's a, there's a battle between this guy and God. The flesh, the flesh is subject to <clears throat> not wanting anything to do with God or his ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But even now, even being saved and trying to live for God, there's a, there's a part of this guy that when God gives me something to do, I go, oh, no, 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 can't do that. That's embarrassing or, or you know, I might step on somebody's toes or I might hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, whatever the case may be. I've always got an excuse right there ready to go when God gives me something to do. And that's just this flesh. You know, that's, the Bible says when the saints come together before God, the devil came also and presented himself. God said, where'd you come from? And he said, from going up and down in the earth. He's talking about this guy. The devil's always going up and down in this guy and getting up in here trying to get me twisted around so that I don't do what God wants me to do. And if he can just get me to sit still long enough for somebody else to get something else going on, then he's won because I let him make me sit still and not do what God wanted me to do. But like I said, this, this whole lesson's about faith. And if God tells you to do something, you got to move by faith and do it. Uh, verse 20 says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning his bones. Well, I'm not going to even start getting into all that because there was some strange things that went on in some of that. Uh, I was reading through the commentary trying to make a little more sense of it. And, and uh, the guy that wrote the commentary kind of uh, accused all of them guys of favoritism because they, uh, they, they uh, anointed the second son instead of the first one or picked which one they wanted to, to be their successor. Or, or, uh, but when it comes right down to it, I believe, and, and I can't say why I believe, but I believe that the one they picked, whether they was playing favorite or not, I believe the one they picked was the one God told them to pick. Uh, I don't believe there was, uh, I don't believe there was a, a natural favoritism. Well, this one's a little taller than that one, so I'm going to make him my successor. I don't. I think it was just a matter of God told them, pick that one, because he's the one I want in charge. He's the one I want to do this. And by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Uh, that wasn't Moses' faith. That was his parents' faith. Uh, his parents put him in a ark of reeds and turned him out there into the river. Uh, can you imagine taking your own child that little, just tossing them out there and hoping for the best. Uh, I can't say 
that it happened, but I believe probably God came to those parents and said, this is what you need to do. Because God had a plan for Moses before he was ever born. And God knew when they put Moses in that ark and put him in the river, exactly where that ark was going to go and who was going to find it. Uh, so they moved by faith in what God told them to do. Verse Jumps down to verse 32 and says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Uh, you could go on and on and on through the Bible. Um, and we've kind of talked a little bit about that. You could go through and, and find, you could talk for days on examples of faith of men in the Bible. And we could sit and talk for years about examples of faith of, of men that we knew and women. Uh, there's just no end to it if you really want to think about it and, and remember things. I could sit here and go on for hours just about people in this church that I remember moving by faith. And I'm sure uh, some of the older ones can could go to many different churches and remember. Blaine's been around singing to a lot of different churches. He knows more people than I do, way more. So he, he, he could probably tell you a lot more examples of faith. But there's there's been, since the beginning, God's people have been moving by faith from Adam and Eve on. And verse jumps down here to verse 39. And it says, And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Uh, all of these in this lesson and, and in the Old Testament, all of the examples of faith that, that we have, and they was all looking for Christ to come. And none of them lived long enough to see it. So they receive not the promise. Now, uh, these last two verses had me uh, had me pretty bothered yesterday, but I got a little help uh, from Dad and Terry, and uh, I did a lot of praying about it. I don't want I don't want to lead anybody astray where it says they received not the promise, that doesn't mean they didn't get saved. They got saved by the same blood of the cross that I did. Uh, they just didn't have that physical record to look back on that we've got. So that's, that's why it said they received not the promise. Not because they didn't get saved. They got saved the same way that we did. But verse 40 says, God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Uh, they got saved the same way we did. And the only way any of us were made perfect was by Christ on the cross, dying for our sins. So everybody that ever has been saved, all the way out to everybody that ever will be saved, 
was made perfect at the same point in time when Christ gave up the ghost and bled his blood for our sins. And that's, uh, that's all I got. If anybody else got anything, now be a good time. If not, well... Yeah. We thank you for your prayers. <laughs>